You are tuned into the Key Listener Show on KGLT Bozeman. As always, I am Kyle Steiner here on September 18th to bring you episode 30. Hard to believe, episode 30. This hour is brought to you by the Bozone, the area's entertainment and events calendar available twice a month. If it's happening, it's in the Bozone. This hour is also brought to you by Straightaway Motors, foreign and American auto repair, as well as parts and service for snowmobiles, ATVs, and motorcycles. Phone 585-7112, or visit them on the corner at Mendenhall and Tracy. It's that time of year, Karen. Uh, you got to get your snowmobiles all tuned up and ready to go. Karen, the producer in the studio with us, as always, thank you so much. And if you're joining us online, hello. You're probably not listening live, but we'll give you a special shout out now. And Karen, I think it's that time of year that uh, we talked about it last time. It's getting a little chilly. However, it's, it's a tease. The fall season is always a tease because it's kind of warm out. Walking up here, it's beautiful. So, listen, Karen, I was uh, talking to my buddy this past week, and he was telling me a little bit of, um, of a dilemma that he's having. And he is one of those gym goers that is a little intimidated about going to the gym. So I said, you know, why are you intimidated about going to the gym? And he said, well, you know, you, you get ready, you get all pumped up, and if you're really into it, you do that whole pregame... Uh, What's it called? Pre-game, like uh, the shake that you make. It's like a pre-game workout, a pre-workout shake. You get pumped up, you get your playlist ready, you go to the gym, and it's tough because, you know, when it's nice out, you don't want to be inside. But as the winter months are coming, he's ramping up, he's getting ready to get back into that routine. And he said, when you walk into the gym, that's where the intimidation sets. And that is where you get intimidated by the other people working out. And I said, well, what's the big deal? Just ignore them. You know, who cares what they're doing? And he said, no, it's intimidating because he's not the biggest guy in the world. And granted, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but you know, I'm good looking. I'm, I'm toned. I'm fit. He's not though. And, and I can understand that maybe when you're looking around at a lot of people that tend to be buff for lack of better terms is a little intimidating. So I told him, listen, just ignore him. Forget what they're doing. And uh, Jim's a big place. It's a great place to people watch too. So just envision that they too are intimidated. And he said, nah, that, that's not going to work. I don't think that's going to work for me. And I said, all right, all right. Well, uh, let's kind of come up with another solution. And Karen, we came up with another solution. I'm a genius. I came up with this. And um, my solution is just envision that all of these men who are 10 times bigger than my friend and are much bigger. I mean, like much bigger, Karen. You can't even imagine. I go to the gym and sometimes I'm like, yikes, these guys are too big. Just envision that they're listening to the girliest songs in the world, right? The girliest songs in the world. And he said, no, I don't think I can do that. And I said, no, listen, just, just envision this. You have a guy who's standing, looking at a mirror, you know, grunting and throwing weights and the roid rage is set in and everything else. And just envision in his Dre Beats or whatever, you know, giant headphones that he's wearing, that this comes through his iPod. Now, 
if you can't get past a big dude listening to Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, then you shouldn't work out at all because I think that's the funniest thing ever. If you were thinking that this guy is listening to Britney Spears while he's throwing weights and grunting and, uh, uh, you know, because it's like it's a theatrical show watching these guys work out at the gym. They're like throwing things when they're done and the weights hit the ground and, you know, the Richter scale goes off and just envision that they're listening to Britney Spears. Even if it's not Baby One More Time, maybe Oops, I Did It Again. You tell me that that is not something that you can sort of bring down the guard of these giant men. And he said, okay, well, I'll try to do that. And he said, can you make me a playlist of uh, songs that I can listen to just so I can get a good laugh out of what these big guys are doing at the gym? And I said, I could probably do that. So we came up with a playlist, and Britney Spears, obviously, the first two. But, but guys, tell me if this is, like, not the greatest playlist ever. Imagine a guy who's, like, 200 pounds bigger than you are, and he has one of those giant, like, dumbbells that is half the size of my whole body. You know what I mean? It's, like, just huge. And then this song comes on. Just envision. And then he's listening to Celine Dion. Envision it. You can envision it, can't you? But maybe if Celine Dion doesn't work, I said, well, maybe it doesn't need to be female artists. Because everyone back in the day, especially our age, was either pro NSYNC or pro Backstreet Boys. So if you think that in 2016 that this guy's listening to Bye Bye Bye, then he's really not as cool as you are. Or Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. So we have this playlist for you, and, and the good news is is that we're not going to play it all night because we're going to put it online, and you can download the playlist, and you can listen to it the next time you're at the gym, and you're envisioning that you're not cool enough to work out. But let me tell you, you are cool enough to work out because here's me up in the studio not working out, and there's my buddy at the gym working out. So really, it's working out better for him working out. And Karen, you tell me, if you were in the gym, and I don't know what it's like for girls, right, because... As a guy, you tend not to think of um, what girls are doing at the gym. They're, they're sort of off on their own little world. It's always that you're comparing yourself to other guys at the gym. You're always thinking, God, how do I look like him? Or, you know, what do I need to take to look like him? Or, you know, what pregame work? What's it called? Pre-workout shake? There's a word for it. I forget what it is. Obviously, I don't take it. But then there's like the pre-workout shake, the post-workout shake. It's turned into this giant scientific experiment going to the gym. You can no longer can just go run anymore, right? You have to strap on your Apple Watch. You have to listen to your headphones. It's too much. You can't just go work out. And maybe we're less of humans because we can't just go be healthy anymore. We have to get the nice clothes. We have to listen to the nice music. We have to have the nice gear. We have to go to the nicest gym. Too much, too much, too much. I just figured don't work out altogether or do push-ups at home. That's the easiest solution for me. But uh, in the meantime, let's just pretend that uh, we're at the gym. And here's a song for you that uh, is a throwback to the 90s. And if you don't like this song, then I don't know what to tell you. But for the next couple minutes, we're going to enjoy listening to a, what do, you, what do you want to call it, Karen? You want to call it like a disarming playlist at the gym? Let's call it that. Here's Natalie Imbruglia. I don't know about you, but next time I go to the gym, I'm listening to this playlist. And I'm not even a big guy, but you know what? And I don't even care what other people do at the gym. However, this is too good. This is too good to not envision that there are bigger guys out there listening to these songs on their iPod 
at the gym. And speaking of people who go to the gym, Karen, did you catch the Bobcat football game today? It was my first game in a long, long time, and it was an absolute slaughtering. We won like 55 to nothing. And it got me thinking, why don't they have that rule that they have in Little League like when you were, when you were little and they had like the 10-run rule? Because, my goodness, it was too much to bear after a while. And then these poor people that travel from all over and then just get destroyed. Can't imagine what that's like. And I have never even heard of Western Oregon or Eastern Oregon or whoever we played today. But let me tell you what, didn't look so good for them. And I'll tell you what, the Bobcat football is, is the place to be here in Bozeman. And it's so funny to meet people from all over Montana. Not being from Montana, I think you're sort of an anomaly as it is, but... You meet these people from these smaller towns, and you can't envision what life is like in these smaller towns. And it's quite interesting to talk to these people, enjoy beer with them, experience their way of life through something we can all bond over, football. What better way to do that? And what better way to listen to the Key Listener Show? And you can listen to us, small towns, big towns, whether you're in Bozeman, Livingston, Helena, Mammoth Hot Springs, you want to listen live, those are the places to be. If you don't want to listen live, and you don't want to tune in online, all you can do is just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Key Listener Show podcast. It's as easy as that. Karen, it is as easy as that. And we also have a new TV show out called TKLS TV. And uh, for this episode, for those of you who are listening live, tune in later this week to see snippets of this live show in video format on TKLS TV. What better way to get to know your host and the crazy crowd that sometimes is up here, which, for those of you who are wondering, we had to few emails sent into us last week and the gang will be getting back together quite soon i believe in two weeks classy carl returns and uh it'll be interesting to see what he's been up to this whole time he's been mia and i have no idea where he is what he's been doing none of that so we'll learn we'll learn together in the meantime though this is for you bobcat football and for everyone in bozeman drive safe be safe and let's party because it's the weekend Perfect lead-in, really. Milton Manasco and the Big Fiasco was a band out at the Pine Creek Lodge last weekend during the Summer Music Festival, which was emceed by yours truly. And let me tell you, for my first MC gig, my first public appearance, if you will, it was a fantastic time. And I will say, all the bands, and, and, and you know this, if you listen to the show, I'm not big into music. I like my select group, my select artists, my select bands. That's about it. But I learned all so much about music and uh just so happened that milton manasco and the big fiasco who you just heard from in that last ad um was the one that kicked it off on saturday when i was out there it was a little bit of a mouthful for me to remember because i had to get up there and not read anything i didn't have a teleprompter i didn't get to be that important but i got to stand out on stage in beautiful paradise valley if you haven't been out to the pine creek lodge i can't stress enough you need to go out there and I think that, Karen, correct me if I'm wrong, their summer series, so their um, outdoor concert series, is done for the year. And now they've moved inside. And with the new owners, Chip and Jenny, I think it's going to be completely different than anything you've ever experienced if you've been out in years past to the Pine Creek Lodge during the fall and the winter. So we'll be super interested to head out that way. I know we will be joining all the bands out there and, and all the cool people and drinking all the cool beer. And it's interesting when you go out and when you leave Bozeman, Bozeman is now turning into this city that it's like, oh, I need to escape the city for the weekend. It's like people that go to the Hamptons from New York City. It's what Bozeman's turning into that. There's too many people, the traffic. I'm not complaining. I love it here. But I'm just saying that that idea is pretty 
pretty known amongst Bozemanites nowadays. They want to get out of the hustle and bustle. So when you head, what is it, 20 minutes east, you hit Livingston. And Livingston hopefully doesn't turn into this hustle-bustle town. Is one of the coolest places in the world. And right outside of Livingston is Paradise Valley, where the Pine Creek Lodge is settled right in the, uh, in the middle of the valley. But it's so interesting that the people that I met out at the Pine Creek Lodge... They have this sense of community that I think Bozeman probably had well before I was on the scene. But just this small town vibe and this feeling that everyone knows each other and everyone's there to support each other. Bozeman has that feel, but Livingston, it sort of has that homegrown feel, that that grassroots type feel. And all the bands that were out there, I think, were super appreciative to be out there and to be in a venue like that. Because I was thinking, you know, if I were emceeing an event in Los Angeles, let's say, I would have to prep at least four hours in advance just to sit in traffic. I would, I would have to. There's no avoiding that. We were, uh, my buddy um, and I were just saying the other day, different buddy from the gym buddy, I have other buddies, but we were just saying that we don't even want to leave and go to these big cities. We would never move to a big city, even traveling to these big cities. It's tough because it costs a fortune. I was just in LA a few weeks ago to go see the Coldplay concert. We sat in traffic for like three hours. Lunch cost a lot of money. It, it, it was a fortune. It was a great time, but it was a fortune. In Livingston, you get beer for like three bucks. It's local beer. You get to enjoy local people. You get to enjoy local bands. It's awesome. And I'm going to have to start investing some of my time into the Bozeman music scene because from what I can tell, over the summer, I interviewed a lot of musicians, a lot of bands, a lot of artists. And from what I can tell, there's a lot of great, amazing artists right here in Bozeman, people that you wouldn't even fathom. And uh, you never hear them online. They're anti-YouTube. They're anti-iTunes but they're here and they perform live. And out of the Pine Creek Lodge, it was so interesting too because you stand sort of to the side of the stage as all the bands are prepping in between shows. So the transition period, when one band leaves the stage, one gets back onto the stage and you see that it is, a, it is quite a setup to be a band, to be an artist, to be a, a musician and to make sure that every last sound Sounds perfect. Sounds beautiful. And what really blew my mind, and I'm sure that this has been around for much longer than I'm aware of, but all of that stuff is controlled from an iPad. I just thought, oh, millennials, we're all tech savvy. No one else is doing it. No, 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 no. There are guys who are like in their 50s and 60s who are musicians who are literally running their sound on an iPad. And it's like, oh, do you need a little bit of reverb here? Volume up on the iPad. Whatever that means, I have no idea. But it was so interesting to learn all the scientific terms when it comes to music to just stand there and observe people with these pedals and the guitars and then to see where the different plugs go. My God, what a fire hazard, but I'm sure they're playing it safe. I was just blown away. I literally could not even imagine being a musician because when you think that you need that stage presence, and we talked about this on the last show, I was a little nervous because I had never really been on stage other than in my fifth grade talent show. I had never been on stage in front of a group of people doing a job. Or, or presenting or introducing. I just hadn't done it. I had never been behind the microphone in front of an audience before. And it's a little different than radio because up here I get to hide from all the angry village people if I say something wrong. Out there you say something wrong, they'll probably agree with you. But if you say something that they don't like, they can throw the tomatoes, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but we should bring that back if it isn't. You stand up there and you realize that these musicians need not only a stage presence, but they need to have some sort of scientific music background 
to make sure that their performance is 100%. People don't believe it, but there's a lot of prep time and prep work that goes into doing a radio show. And you have to come up with the schedule, you have to come up with the music, you have to make sure the tech's all ready. Now that we've transitioned into TV, we have to make sure the cameras are set up, the producers are here, co-hosts show up. It's, it's really a, a lot of work, but for one musician, all of that work falls back on them. And if they have, you know, if they're playing a harmonica and a guitar at once, and both of those sounds need to be piped through to the speakers, it takes a village. But unfortunately, that village is just that one person. They have to make sure that the sound that they like is, is the sound that the audience is going to hear. And, uh, and now I know, the next time I go to big concerts at, at big venues, I can appreciate every last little thing that goes into a performance. And even like I was saying before, I, I didn't have a teleprompter. I had a postcard, or not a postcard, a little note card that pretty much had the lineup of bands and the times they were going on. They did a great job sticking to those times. And I think that if you are a musician and you're an experienced musician, you know that you have to be respectful for the person before and after you. You have to make sure that you thank them and you make sure the crowd gives you another round of applause and make sure that you are off the stage for the next band that's coming on stage. And, and the cool thing was is that I got to experience that, and I learned a lot, too. And I, and I realized that as an MC, you sort of have to usher bands in and out. Now, granted, I wasn't in any position to do any ushering. I was just enjoying my beer standing up on stage. But you have to make sure that you give thanks to, to the, the performance that you just heard and make sure that that crowd stays lively the entire time. And that's the craziest part. Your audience needs to be respected just as much as the bands on stage needs to be respected. Because the audience is paying good money to be there, and you need to treat them as your guest. And, and this is all stuff that I just learned on a whim, literally standing on stage. Sometimes I'd get up on stage and I'd literally just say, you know, Milton Manasco and the big fiasco, and then the audience would go wild and, and Milton and the band would take the stage and that would be that. Other times you get up there for five minutes and, and try not to do stand-up comedy and try not to do this and try not to do that because the audience isn't paying for me to be there. Maybe one day, hopefully soon, but they're not for now. And, you know, but they need to be respected in a sense that you want to make sure that they feel welcome and that they're excited to be there. Like how I'm excited to be here all the time for my lovely audience worldwide. All the time. The other beautiful thing, too, is, is that as I do more and more of these radio shows, and we're on episode 30, like I said earlier, Karen, it's unbelievable. And Karen's been here since the start, and I haven't given Karen every, any credit, really, but she's the glue that keeps everything together. But episode 30, we've been through a lot. We've had multiple different guests, multiple co-hosts. We've had multiple segments, and all these things take time. But as I do more and more, you learn more and more. And as you get on stage and sort of break outside the box and, and think outside the bun, you realize that people can respect you for what you do just as much as you might respect a band or an audience for doing what they do. So the cool news is, is that I'm starting to do more voiceover work. And this past week, the Bozeman Opera, uh, the Intermountain Opera here in Bozeman, it's a great, great group of folks. And they've been around forever, and they've been putting on performances forever, and they fly amazing, amazing talent in from all over the world to give you literally world-class performances right here in Bozeman. And they are doing the Daughter of the Regiment here coming up in the middle of October, but they called me in, and this is my third time doing it, and they said, hey, we need you to record the, uh, the spot for, for the Daughter of the Regiment. So I went into uh, a radio station, KBOZ, here in town, 
recorded and I did it in two takes, which is awesome because the past ones I've had to do three or four takes. So I'm getting better as time goes on. But but you still have that idea that there's an audience. You need to make sure that the voice that I have on the Key Listener Show on this station is not the same voice that I would have on uh, stage out of Pine Creek and is not the same voice that I would have as, uh, you know, the sort of the voice of the opera for, for KBOZ's ad. And you, you have to be an actor almost. And it gives you some appreciation to people who do those voice spots and those voiceovers because they really are actors. They're able to turn their mind into a different direction to make sure that they're telling the right story. Granted, maybe one day I'll be famous enough and probably like give me two or three months. I'll be famous enough to know that I can just show up and people are asking for me and my voice to come in and uh, just talk, say your thing. We have Kyle, the sponsor here and uh, the face of the organization. And he's here to tell you a little bit more. But as we move on, I'm excited to do more and more of these things because as Karen knows and, and Classy Carl and, and other people who've been a part of the show, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time to do this stuff and to just show up and be like, okay, let's do this. It's not how it goes. You got to prepare. You really, really got to prepare. And over the summer, you know, a lot of this learning happened as well because I would interview a lot of the musicians that were out at the Pine Creek Lodge, one of those being Underhill Rose. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with that interview, and after we did the phone patch interview, we lost the file. So that interview is not online or available anywhere, unfortunately, because it was one of the best interviews. But they are um, a band out of North Carolina who I really, really thought was awesome, and I'm going to play a song here in a few minutes for you. But these musicians, you learn so much from them, and you realize that each one of them has their own different tone and their own different stage presence, but that's not the full equation. There's so much more to it. And then imagine like having to go into a studio and pay a lot of money to record these songs. It's unbelievable. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. That's why we don't get paid here. Because they don't trust the art. But maybe one day. Maybe one day. How KGLT did that sound? Oh, they don't trust the art. If I were on a commercial station, they'd be like, cut, 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 don't say that. In the meantime, here's Underhill Rose, a song called Montana, fitting, I think, being Bozeman and Montana's number one talk show. It's called Montana. They're out of North Carolina, but they played this out at the Pine Creek Lodge this past summer. Go out to the Pine Creek Lodge this winter, though, and check out all the great things that they will have to offer. Now, speaking of stage presence, I mentioned last time on the show that I recently went to a Coldplay concert at the Rose Bowl. And what a stage presence Coldplay has, really. And, and half of their show is technology. So half of their show is that stage presence, half of that show is technology. So I have a song here from a Glastonbury festival. It's over in England. So look at me trying to just get into the music scene here on KGLT. But it's from a music festival, like the many that you've probably been to around our country. But just give it a listen and Give it an idea and try to put yourself in the footsteps of Coldplay and bouncing around stage and dancing around and running around and knowing that you have an audience in front of you. And not only do you have to make sure that the technology lines up with the performance, but that your performance lines up with the audience's expectations. Now stop me if you've heard this song before. If you were like all of us, the many of us that go and see all the Pixar films out in the world, you know that this song is from Up. It came out in 2009, and this song was scored by a guy named Michael Giacchino. Now, 
care, and I think it's time to say that once more, it's time for the Geek End. And for those of you who don't know what the Geek End is, the Geek End is how we end the show, where we nerd out, so Geek End, you put it together. Michael Giacchino is one of the most prolific composers in all of Hollywood, and he is the next in line to take over the fame that John Williams has laid out for decades. So that was up. The big news, though, is that Michael Giacchino is taking the helms from the legendary composer John Williams and will be composing the score to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, this December. Now, you may be thinking, why is that such a big deal? I'll tell you why it's a big deal. For seven movies that span literally over 40 years, John Williams has given us the score to Star Wars movies. You might know songs like this one from The Force Awakens that John Williams composed just last year. And he's also, John Williams, is, com- is planning to compose Star Wars Episode Eight coming out in 2017. So you might say that it's a big deal that someone else is composing a Star Wars soundtrack. The good news is, is that Michael Giacchino has been a part of the Disney family, which now Lucasfilm, i.e. the Star Wars people, are a part of. So, Michael's been providing us with beautiful compositions for years, but some of you might not know him. So, we're going to give you a quick rundown as to who he is, so you know what to expect, or maybe expect, this December. And it also should be noted, too, that I feel like this is very short for a composer to be on a movie. There's like two months or three months left until this movie will be in theaters. So... Some crunch time. But some of you might know the song The Glory Days from The Incredibles, another Pixar movie. And I think this, Karen, this was the first one that he did for Pixar. Because it really is always Randy Newman that's doing it. I mean, you might know him from Toy Story, <sighs> whoever else. All right, so familiarize yourself with that. It's a superhero movie, very superhero feel. But then there's also, more recently, Jurassic World. It should also be noted that John Williams originally created the score for Jurassic Park, which has a lot of the same themes for Jurassic World. And I think they're also making another Jurassic World, which comes out in two years or something. I don't know how they're going to keep that series up. Dinosaurs need to get a hold of themselves and realize, stop wreaking havoc on the island. So it's very interesting that Michael Giacchino is able to take the exact sound that John Williams laid out in 1993 for a movie in 2015. You'll recognize the famous part right here. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. Now the interesting thing is, is that Michael Giacchino also did the Star Trek soundtrack. And that's a big deal because the Star Wars and the Star Treks those fans don't see eye to eye. And there's already been a crossover. J.J. Abrams, who did the Star Trek series, did a Star Wars movie, so now people are afraid that maybe, oh no, what if Star Wars sounds too much like Star Trek and vice versa? Well, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Hired very, very good professionals here. All should be well in the movie universe. This is the best part. If this doesn't give you chills, you need to start seeing better movies.
I could listen to that for days, and I have, and I will. Now, the good news is, is that the Star Wars universe is in good hands and will be in good hands for the years to come. So, to wrap it up, Karen, I think that we don't have too much to worry about. But just so you know, and just so you can listen, the next time around, different composer for a new Star Wars movie. Now, it also needs to be noted, this is very important, Karen, that the new iPhone came out. I know, and I don't have it. Shocking enough. It's been a while since I've gotten a new iPhone. And they've also released iOS 10, 10 years of iPhone software in the hands of the people. Now, there's a lot of complaints about this new iPhone, let me tell you. And the big one is that there is no headphone jack. And now all my friends here at KGLT are probably throwing a fit because they probably have nice headphones. They probably have devices that have all of their music library on there. And they're going to want to transition to the new phone, but they're not going to be able to. Big gripe there. But like they've always done before, they've used the term courage. Apple has used the term courage to break past the barrier of oh, well, we're going to do what people don't expect us to do. We're going to take away the headphone jack because we're courageous. And the weird thing to me is that Apple nowadays is no longer like the Apple that it used to be. Steve Jobs used to be at the, the top of the food chain. And whatever he said, the industry did. And now Apple, I feel like, just follows in the footsteps. That's all they do. They just follow. Now, let me tell you something else, though. They are not following in Samsung's footsteps. Samsung, the recent uh, Galaxy Note hand grenade or whatever it's called, has been exploding, literally exploding, catching on fire in cars, in bars, you name it. It is not safe to have a Galaxy Note 7 or whatever it is. And all those names are too confusing. That's one thing that Apple has, right? All of their devices are easy to remember. iPhone. And then they just put a number on the end of it. Galaxy Note this, Galaxy this, Galaxy that. I have no idea. And there's all these other terms that Samsung uses too. Can't keep up can't keep up but i think there's been an official recall if i'm if i'm correct that samsung is asking for everyone with that phone to return it to its original owner and uh just be careful out there don't get into any fights because you never know what might happen to your phone if it does indeed explode so what we're gonna do karen rending up the show here and i think we should just keep on listening to this i really do the triumphant episode 30 has come to an end, but not for another seven minutes. So we're going to keep listening to this. Enjoy all that Michael G. Kino has to offer, and be on the lookout for all of his other great soundtracks throughout all the movies I'm sure you've probably seen, but never knew he was making the music.
I want to be that final frontier guy. Yeah, just kidding. It's me again. Star Trek. The Final Frontier. Or what was it? Space. Something like that. I'm too much of a Star Wars fan to know this stuff. So I'm not going to pretend that I do know this stuff. I feel like I need a re-education of Star Trek films because I, as most people my age, probably only know the J.J. Abrams versions, which have come out in like the last 10 years. But there were a lot of good Star Treks on before that. So go check them out. In the meantime, if you haven't watched the first episode of TKLS-TV online on thekeylistenershow.com or on our Facebook page or on YouTube or the many facets of the Internet, go check it out. And we have to thank Mr. Bryce Vine, who we've given thanks to many times before, for this last song of the night, of the episode. See, that's the problem. If you, if you put time along with these episodes, the people who don't listen to it live could be listening to it at like 7 in the morning. And then you said, the last song of the night. The last song of the episode will be brought to you by Mr. Bryce Fine himself, our theme song for TKLS-TV. And it's just one of my favorite songs ever. Here's Nowhere Man. I'm Kyle Steiner. This is The Key Listener Show on KGLT Bozeman. Summertime in cities I ain't never been to yet. Pretty broads with foreign cars who fly around in jets. I don't need no kerosene, I'll light it all myself. Alright, alright, yeah. Amsterdam and Trinidad ain't never seemed so close. Sky with wings tonight, I'll hit the golden coast. I don't need no kerosene, I'll light it all myself. Alright, alright. Oh me, oh my. Cities I might never call my home Synagogues and cinemas from Budapest to Rome I don't need no kerosene, I'll light it on my own Alright, alright I go nowhere and back, searching for trouble wherever it's at I swallow the fumes, I fell in the crack More or less than than expected on whether to follow the map Damn. New exchanges, different language, elevation 